Some girls just want to watch World Cup. Jeff Dale's another draft day. Dale is top five has 98. I got just loves him some Kevin James. Fucking Kevin James. It's the history of bad. It's bad. It's the history of bad. It's so bad. It's the history of bad ideas. It's the history of bad. Oh, yeah. It's the history of bad. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun, and remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the History of Bad Ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. Welcome to the History of Bad Ideas, episode number 385. Wow. Okay, 385. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Blake. And I'm the intern. Hey, everyone, but Jim is here. Boo. I'm golfing. I'm drunk on a golf course. Wah, wah, wah. Superhero Squad, girls, go! Sorry. Wasn't that it? It's, no, it's Teen Girl Squad. Sorry, my bad. I'm Jim! <laughs> I'm the ugly one! <laughs> Anyways, hello everybody. Some strong bad for you guys. Uh, welcome everybody. Uh, we have a jam-packed episode, I think. Uh, Blake's going to be talking about the Manchester United here in a couple minutes, so be ready for that. <laughs> Um, well, I'll take my time to fall asleep when he does that. Uh, no, no, no. It's a fun thing. It's a fun thing. Uh, Flintstones are getting rebooted, and we have a lot more. So so is Night Court. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, it's got the woman from Big Bang Theory. Uh, is the um, the ho- is uh, John Larroquette's daughter, right, in it? Yeah, and, and he's going to be, be back, too. You know what? I'm not a big fan of Night Court, but I'm okay with them rebooting it with John Larroquette in it. I think he's he could be fun for it. Yeah, I think she's going to be Harry Stone's daughter, not John Larroquette's yeah, daughter. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. So is she going to be a judge, too? I think that's the premise. Okay. I didn't know if she was going to be that or if she was going to be, like, the attorney. So that's why. <clears throat> they uh, going to bring back Marky Post? Yeah. Oh, got to bring back Marky Post. Marky Post was yeah. the prosecutor and John Larroquette was the defense attorney, right? No, the other way around. Was it? He what? was the, the prosecutor. Really? Oh. I guess that was happening. Yeah, he was a dirtbag. His character was a kind of a sleazy dirtbag. I remember that. Uh, and then Bull was in it after the old lady died, right? <clears throat> Did he come on after the old lady or dirt? No, he was on the whole time. They were, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I think, the, I think Nell, Nell replaced the old lady. Right. But they had two old, one old lady replaced another old lady, and then Marshall Warfield replaced them. Okay. Okay. There you go. There's your night court history. Look at that. Who says we're not? Who says we're not? Still looking for those DVDs. (laughs) Selma Diamond passed, and Florence Halep replaced her, and then Marshall Warfield replaced her. And we still don't have it on DVD, right, Brian? Nope. Still looking. Still looking. How about Mr. Belvedere? Have you gotten your Belvedere movies? Oh, nope. Dang it. Not a single one. 
Dang it. Fans, come on. Come on. We used all of our PPP loan. We need some... Uh, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian needs some uh, Belvedere DVDs. So if you would like to send it to him, please get in touch with him. Uh, Hit yes. your bad ideas on... Uh, Twitter is Bad Ideas Podcast. So just to let you guys know. And History of Bad Ideas on Facebook. So hit us up there too. Uh, let's see here. Um, Olymp- uh, you know what? We'll get to the we'll get to the uh, obituaries at the end. I apologize. I apologize, Brian. Um, oh, that's okay. I I need I still need to do this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> First off, let's start off with a good sign here. Brian and I we didn't hit it off last week. So Brian, I apologize. Would you like to tell your joke up front right now? Start the show with a joke for Jeff. Well, I wasn't here last week, so... Two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> that's why we didn't hit it off last week. That's why. Mm, yeah, I can do that. I can... I can. Uh, hang okay. on one second. Let me... Uh, Jeff, you're... Let me pull uh, it up here. Let okay. me get to... Let me get to my, uh, my joke section. <clears throat> oh. All right. This is good podcasting right now. Yeah, jokes. this is great podcast. I'll, I'll get you the music. Jokes, jokes. Who has jokes? <clears throat> the intern does. Hey, Jeff. Hey, what? Did you hear about the new restaurant called Karma? No. There's no menu. You just get what you deserve. <laughs> <sighs> I'm trying to figure out if I would want to eat at Karma. No. <laughs> I think I deserve good things, so. You know what, Jeff? You do deserve good things. You do. Since I was here, I wasn't here last week. I'm going to do another one. Okay, what's your other one? (laughs) So I went to the local video shop and asked if I could borrow Batman forever. They told me no, I'd have to bring it back tomorrow. (laughs) Jokes, jokes. (laughs) Jokes, jokes. Who's got jokes? The intern does. That's a 25-year-old joke. <laughs> I used to meet you. Bringing them back. I mean, first he went to a video store. I mean, what even is that? Right. You know it's bad when even Family Video had to close up shop. Family Video is a local uh, video store rent uh, company around here. Still still renting out VHS and Blu-ray and Laserdisc. And they closed up shop this past year. Sad days. Sad days. COVID killed family video. That's right. Uh, let's see here. Um, so I was going to tell you about the, this is kind of the funny story. I know it's not news. COVID week, killed the family video store. It feels like there should be a movie or a song about that. COVID killed the family video store. COVID killed the family video store. Yeah, I think it was on MTV. Yeah. It was the last video they ever played on MTV. Yes. Ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> Only 113 hours in a week of ridiculousness, Brian. Calm down, okay? Calm down. Oh, is that it? Yes. Um, so uh, people were not happy with the Super League of Soccer fr- Friends or whatever it's called um, that we talked about a couple weeks ago, and it only yes. lasted like two days. Well, I guess during the Manchester United game, they stormed the field to protest. Is that correct, Blake? Yes. Okay. And so they had to cancel the game, right? Yeah, they had to delay the game. They had they had to storm it. There's a lot of things going on mm-hmm. about it, right? Because number one, a lot of the fans in the uh, fo- European football, not to be confused with American football, football. European football purists, 
Mm-hmm. They really take their stuff seriously over there, a heck of a lot more than we do our sports. And there's an underlying hate for Glazer, who owns the team, because you know he's the guy. Um, the son, uh, I guess, took over the club. He's the guy that uh, owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's kind of interesting. So you have Glazer for the Buccaneers that who uh, owns Manchester United, and there's the uh, who's the who owns the Boston Red Sox. I think those guys own Liverpool. Yes, the and, Henry Group. Yeah, and Aston Villa or Aston Aston Villa, depending upon your dialect, mm-hmm. um, was a learner who had the Cleveland Browns. You know, he who ended up selling his Browns because, you know, he wanted to invest in that luxurious uh, English European football team club, Aston Villa. Villa. <laughs> he wanted a team that could win. You no, know, they suck too. Oh, but. <laughs> But but they stay in the top table, so they're okay. But they well they fluctuate. Well, go. But so, so the the protest is kind of like the perception over there with the Super League and everything else. One, there's a couple problems. One, we're not uh, English, mm-hmm. and two, we're American, and three, they blame uh, us for like coming up with ideas like the Super League to ruin their soccer. And I mean, and the American football. Revolution. And the American yeah. Revolution. Yeah. And, you know, French, Indian War, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. War of 1812. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the reason I was bringing that up is um, Sky Sports. Uh, yes. Sky Sports is like the uh, U.S. version of, well, what ESPN used to be. Okay. So Sky News caught up with Avram Glazer, the owner of yes. Manchester United. In Florida, and offered him the chance to address supporters' concerns, saying, This is an opportunity for you, an apology perhaps. But after buying some groceries, Mr. Glazer and sunglasses refused to engage and drove off without saying anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because they're blaming the Americans an awful lot for some of the architecture of coming up with this idea yes. of a Super League. Uh, but, it, you know, it's unfairly against us. I mean, you know, all the Super all the big super, you know, uh, monopoly clubs there were, were all for it, but, you know, and, and, and I can understand, you know, a lot of the fandom. So, yeah, but the Glazers and the Glazers aren't very popular he's not a very popular owner. Uh, he's a billionaire, so I don't think he gives a shit <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, speaking of football, you know, American football is growing overseas. I did not know this. Oh. Um, I, NFL Europe finally took off. Yes. Uh, <laughs> after after being shut down for how many years? Austria, Brazil, Japan, Mexico, Australia, and Germany has over forty five registered and uh, football players, American football players, and around yeah. four hundred and fifty teams. That's pretty interesting. Well, well, see if you if you think about it, uh, in NFL Europe, the German team Germany had a lot of. Uh, American football had a lot of following in Germany. Mm-hmm. And if you also look at it, Germany is also home to a lot of our overseas military bases. Oh, okay. So it's like we take football there and, you know, the Germans like it, you know, because if you go with German stereotypes of structure and rules, you know, it is pretty nice except for the complaint. The number one complaint of all my European football fans that complain about American football is that 
our action is too slow and it's boring. Mm-hmm. You know, to to them because you have nonstop play that's more exciting. But I, I tell them, I say each play is a, a bundle of excitement within itself. Mostly, if they just don't hand off the ball and run up the middle. <laughs> well, the, the, you know, but but he, but and you think about it, Japan doesn't surprise me either because of the same thing. We have overseas military mm-hmm. presence over there, so you take your games with them. And of course, the big, the greatest example is baseball and how that took off yeah. after World War II. You know, they love baseball, and probably one of my best baseball games I, I ever attended was a Japanese professional baseball game. It was fun. Well, when it MLB, wasn't boring when M- shit like ours sometimes. Well, when MLB was down last year, they ESPN was showing Japanese games, uh, for baseball games. Yeah. What, did, did you watch any of it? I did watch a little bit, not much, but a little yeah, bit. You you sit on your side of the dugout. Yeah. You don't sit on the opposite side of the dugout. You sit on your team side, and when your team is up to bat, you stand up and do cheers. Yeah. And, and then 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 uh, your team after the third out. Then you sit down. The other side stands up, and they start doing cheers while their their team's batting, and uh, uh, it's it is it's an awful lot of fun. But it's very fundamental. You got to so by first, doing cheers, you mean they the do second. the pyramid and high kicks and <laughs> no, they they got like uh, you know like uh, those pom poms and no those like annoying that. balloons you smack together. Whatever. No, thunder sticks. The clappers. Yeah, they got like thunder sticks, and and they got like uh, you know how soccer, European football, the fans will start out and will will sing songs and chants. That's what they do in in Japan. Um, of course, I didn't understand anything that they were saying because it was all in Japanese. But it's like ha ba ta 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 ba ta ba ta ba ba. I'll I'll be honest. It was pretty fun. I don't know what Joe Buck is saying half the time, so I don't know if it was any different. The best part was the beer girls running around with quarter kegs on their backs. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, so I, I you, believe you. You got a beer. She she poured it right out of the keg. She tapped it right out of the keg for you. It was awesome. Well, speaking of American football, though, the German League, the German Football League was formed in 1979, and it's uh, the GFL uses rules based on those in the American NCAA. Uh, let's see the players of Europe and beyond aspire to play for teams like the New Yorker lions, the Berlin yeah. rebels and Frankfurt universe. Uh, yeah. it enables players from Europe and North America to play on the teams. The large league size also allows teams to be evaluated in much the same way football is in the U S uh, the mm. German football league two has the same exact rules as the German football league. Uh, despite playing second fiddle. So they actually have a minor league, basically something the NFL yeah. couldn't do. Um, the Austrian football league is the second most popular. So just to let you know, they have the Salzburg lions, Vienna Ramblocks, and Graz giants. Uh, mm-hmm. In 2010, the, a- the Austrian football league saw its first non Austrian team join the Czech Republic's pra- Prague Panthers. Grr. Cool. And then it left in 2016. <laughs> in the same year in 2016 Slovakia's Bratislava Monarchs and Slovenia's Ljubljana Silverhawks joined the AFL so look at that yeah oh See, can we have Jason read uh, foreign city names all <laughs> I think I did okay all. on that one Bratislava yeah Bratislava Ljubljana Helsinki the Helsinki Helsinki Hels- <laughs> but you, you think That's about this one this is the problem with the NFL. They keep trying to plop American football in London. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you got just too much good Premier League football there. I mean, you got a dozen, you got tons of teams there out and about just around London and England itself. Right. So I, I never, and they're trying to, you know, expand down, down to Mexico. So we're going to play a game in Mexico City. But uh, they keep dropping games in London, you know, they're mm-hmm. you know, Wembley and stuff, probably because they get, they make a lot of money there. But as yeah. far as like terms of per popularity, that's where they should be playing. They should be playing in Frankfurt, no, you I, know, they because have, that that's a great air, uh, the great, you know, the biggest, busiest airports. You can get in and out of there pretty easy, and they they should be able to service that stuff, man. Well, just just for you, Jeff, you ready? The oh, Sweden no. League has six teams. I'll give you a couple of them just so you can make fun of my speaking. Same with you, Brian. <laughs> Orobro, Oreobro, Black Knights. The Carl's Dad Crusaders and the Stockholm Mean Machines. So there you go. Mm. It's the Super Syrian League. Just to let you guys know. So mm. we've been. I think Brian's cheering for the Mean Machine. Mm. I am. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because I didn't think NFL or the football like actually was popular over there. And we got a couple people, uh, Randall and Doug, mostly on Twitter asking us to cover it. So we have some more information next week for it. Just to let you guys oh. know. There you go. We can make the intern our correspondent. You know, no, 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 no. Uh, Randall Holt is. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought we'd make Nickel do it. Just to, just to Nick, keep... Nickel is too busy uh, doing his uh, podcasting. When? Have you seen his podcast? No. Yeah. yeah he's you on you a don't podcast. watch podcasts, you listen to them. Yeah. He, he's, he's on a, uh, like a, uh, I forget, like a, it's a history podcast, I think it was. Are you making things up? No, I ain't making things oh, up. Oh, okay. I thought it was a movie podcast. Or a movie podcast or something. I was <laughs> like, yeah, that's why we're here for it's a movie podcast. Like the aqueducts. Like the history of the world. Yeah. Uh, but, that, but, but that means he's come out of his cabin. For now. Has he given up? Has he joined civilization? For now. So the one option, um, just to keep it real quick, speaking of expansion in that, uh, MLB commissioner said that uh, expansion fee would be 2.2 billion dollars for any baseball teams joining mlb which city would you like to get the next baseball team we had two twitter poll of the week uh votes this week oh i missed that boy i missed that one too these are the teams that he's uh they are being mentioned portland uh las vegas montreal and nashville uh charlotte is one of them but i didn't include them because fuck charlotte um, I was going to say, Portland, fit four on there. Portland won't be able to have a team expanded there because the Antifa will burn it down. Stop it. Down the hall. Uh, it's too American. Place, it's an American sport. In last place, the Portland Woodpeckers are at 5%. Uh, <laughs> the Woodpeckers? Las Vegas. <laughs> the Las Vegas uh, Addicts are at 10%. And winning the 60% Las Vegas who Addicts. Teams, who made these names up? No, Jason? Uh, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and then winning sixty percent to twenty five percent, the Montreal Exposés uh, over the Nashville Bachelorette parties. So there you go. Montreal, Montreal. couldn't Montreal couldn't keep a team. That's Stop why it. There's other reasons for that. Other reasons for that. Oh, what were they? Huh? The guy wanted oh, to get the hell out of there. He wanted Florida. <sighs> so he, he ended up in get D.C. To Florida. No, no, Jason. 
Jason, <laughs> I'm going to that, Florida. That, that was Wait, Major League. It was a movie that came out oh, in 1988, and it was Cleveland trying to go to Florida. You didn't catch it last week on the box office bomb, so I was hoping that you wouldn't catch it this week. Major League. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm all for Montreal having a team. I'm fine with that. Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, wait, no. I don't like Nashville. Cut into uh, some of the Reds uh, uh, area. Mark. Yeah. But Brian, that means we'll get less money than our small market's giving us. But if there's Nashville games going on, that would affect the bachelorette parties and the bachelorettes going down there. I can't believe they're having a game down here. What about my party? See, the NFL doesn't really uh, mix. Like, they don't really uh, ruin too many bachelorette parties because the games are on Sunday. So True. They're all either hungover or on their way home. The draft, though, ruined it a couple years ago. Yeah, big, draft big draft. time. So, and I couldn't, and I couldn't have been happier about it. No. <laughs> uh, and then the other Twitter poll of the week, find us on Bad Ideas Podcast. Uh, the Flintstones are getting a reboot with Elizabeth Banks, I think, being the voice of Pebbles, a grown-up Pebbles, who's fallen on hard times and is working at the local club. Um, what other Hanna Barbera series? should get a reboot. Uh, we have, uh, the, ironically, the club's name is called Bam Bam. Uh, let's see. We have the Herculoids. Uh, was that you, Jeff, or, Bri- or Blake that liked the Herculoids? That was me. Okay. That's Jeff all the way. I put that in just for one of you guys. I couldn't remember. I didn't one. even vote on it. Yogi Bear. Hey, boo-boo. I'm Yogi Bear. Uh, Wacky Races and the Jetsons. Uh, Jeff, would you like to vote for the Herculoids? No, I voted for Wacky Races. Oh, okay. Um, in last place, tied Yogi Bear and the Herculoids at 16% each. Uh, and then winning 48% to 20%, this kind of surprised me, the Jetsons over the Wacky Races. So um, I could see yeah, the I, Jetsons being a dark reboot, gritty reboot in the few, post-apocalyptic world. Well, yeah, if, it, if it's the, the Jetsons in Blade Runner times, then yeah, yeah. that would be more interesting. <laughs> All of Earth is but, destroyed, so they had to build in the clouds, like Cloud City with Lando. But the Jetsons kind of bore me. Wow. Okay. If, if it was a anything but the Jetsons as an option to vote for, I would have picked that. Even Johnny Quest? Anything but <laughs> the Jetsons. Wow. Okay. I meant any of the other three. Oh, okay. But yeah, John, if Johnny Quest was rebooted correctly, it, it might not be bad. Okay. okay. I don't think there is a way to reboot the Jetsons correctly. Dark and gritty. Spacely Sprockets is running the world. Um, and do you Spacely think people... Sprockets is it, the, it, that could be good. No one will watch it. That they would get the lowest ratings a Jetsons... Uh, Related to cartoon ever got. I don't know about that. Uh, well, they'd get ratings from me because I'd watch it. There you go. Thank you. Uh, let's if see. you're a Nielsen family, then it might work. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. stop, stop kissing ass. I think we're all Nielsen families now. I think all of the streaming services re- report to Nielsen now, um, or a lot of them do. I know if you have YouTube TV, they do. Um, you're part of the Nielsen uh, family. So ridiculousness is getting great ratings at my house in, in the Max, world. Jason. <laughs> great. You're the reason. It's your fault. MTV's going to We've seen a spike life. in viewership in <laughs> Midwest Ohio. 
in the middle of Indiana, somebody really loves ridiculousness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Brian, have you watched anything this week? Uh, let's see. I finished, uh, burn notice. Oh, finally. Right. How was that? Up. The whole series? Uh, I loved it. Okay. I, I'm really happy that I, I watched it and did you that see should it be the next read that, huh? Did you see it before? No. Okay. This is your first time. Okay. Yep. Okay. So it, it's about time that they bring it back. They should, they should, uh, they should fire that up, get okay. them back. Okay. That and the Jetsons. Um, other than the Jetsons. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then I watched, uh, Mortal Kombat last night. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Was the soundtrack better than the uh, 90s one? No. Uh, there wasn't much of a soundtrack. I ask everybody either. that, and that's what they tell me. There's not much of a soundtrack. <laughs> so Nothing that you notice. Yeah, the, any. Yeah. the plot itself. I, I had the soundtrack to Mortal Kombat. It had some good music. Everybody did. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Brian, give me your review. We reviewed it last week, Jeff and I. I want to hear what your review is. Yeah. You can have two Uh, hours. (laughs) Go ahead. I would say I'd give it a C+. Oh, they're going to do a B-. I I was really excited at the beginning Mm -hmm. because that opening scene is awesome. Yes. Yes. And then what it like when it <laughs> from there, from the opening scene to the to the next transition, I was like, wait, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, I was very confused when uh, Jax shows up and then all of a sudden he's like ditching his family and he's now in like the other realm world or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Like you, like you, wait, you don't know this guy. Like you just met him like one second ago. Hey, you want, you want to go to the realm with me? Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Like just, just come with me, hide your family. They'll be okay. Just come with me. Were you, uh, after they saw that deadly ice storm in the middle of like the desert, I think they thought something's up. I should find out what it is. Well, they had to have been somewhere near the Midwest because he, Blindly oh. drives to Gary, Indiana, to meet Sonya Blade. <laughs> yeah. That is true. And nobody After lives he, in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Sonya Blade does. <laughs> and and, and next intern Gary. Intern Gary. Um, Full circle, guys. Were you creeped out by Jax's tiny hands from Kristen Wiig? I got tiny hands. Tiny hands. It was yes. creepy. Uh, um. So overall, like I. By the end of it, I, I enjoyed. Like I enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with it. They can definitely build on it and be better. I feel like I did not. I was not a huge fan of it. It, it, it was bad acting. Some really bad acting. Uh, and you, I agree. Like the first part, the opening scene, you're like, okay, this is kind of badass. Let's get to this. And then you're like, did they just switch directors? Did they just do a solo? Like, did they switch? What's going on? Uh, and I didn't like that there was yeah, no did, tournament. No tournament kind of hurt me. Yeah, that um, was that was a little weird, but um, 
I, I, I mean, I obviously I didn't go into it expecting to see like, you know, award winning correct cinema. It was fun. Uh, the act, I mean, the action was pretty good. It was good enough. Uh, and, uh, we said, uh, you know, Jeff and I said that our favorite kill is a uh, Lin, Ka- uh, Loon Cow. Who is that? Uh, when he has the hat and he kills the Kung pterodactyl Lao. thing. Yeah. Kung Lao. Kung Lao. Sorry. Kung Lao. Yeah. And he kills the pterodactyl woman. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, where it turns into the saw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I thought there was yeah. some nice nods to the movie and that, or to the game. I think, I think you're right. I think the second one's going to be a lot better. Because you can depending on who they get for Johnny Cage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the internet wants Ryan Reynolds. Ugh. No. One, they're not going to get an A-list celebrity right. to, for a Mortal Kombat sequel. Right. Uh, I'm thinking Johnny from Cobra Kai. I think you just bring him in as Johnny Cage. So, uh, <laughs> so I I started like after it was over. I. Uh, I started searching the Johnny Cage hashtag on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it's Ryan Reynolds and the Miz are the two people that people are. I can see the Miz actually. suggesting for Johnny Cage. Unfortunately, I can see the Miz doing it too. Yeah. Uh, it depends if they're doing the Marine Seven. It depends if he <laughs> if he's free from that. Uh, Maybe uh, don't they have to get, make a return? Yeah, don't, don't. Yeah, you have to get a different wrestler for every Marine movie. No, yeah, the, the Miz was He's still in the last three. Yeah, three or four. He did seriously. Yeah. I didn't know they made that many. I'll <laughs> so check. it was Cena, DiBiase Jr. Jr. And then the Miz. And then I think the Miz has been in the, at least the last three, along with a couple other WWE stars. I feel like we have talked about the Marine way too many times on this podcast over 385 episodes. <laughs> uh, we have talked see. about it far too many times. Uh, John Cena was the Marine. Marine 2 was Ted DiBiase Jr. That didn't go well. <laughs> uh, Marine 3, Homefront. Marine 4, Moving Target. And Marine 5, Bottle... Oh, my God. Battleground. And Marine 6, Close Quarters, were all the Miz. He was in So he's been in four. Yeah. This sounds like it's the uh, younger brother to uh, Fast and Furious. My question is, when? where do these get released? Is it just video on demand? And who's renting them? Right? WWE wrestling fans? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, th- there has to be a market for them. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep making them. You would think. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, there hasn't been a new one since 2018. Or 19, sorry. Oof. So... Uh, he's, uh, in 2018, the director, uh, said that, uh, none is his last name. If I was in charge of the studios, I would make a Marine (laughs) seven. I would continue with Shawn Michaels. Oh, that's right. Shawn Michaels did team up with the Miz in one of them. Uh, that's right. Uh, I don't think you want to kill Shawn though. Maybe Shawn has a Marine daughter in it. There we go. It could be like Becky Lynch. He did say Becky Lynch. There, you there go. we go. And then you could have the villain, Charlotte. All there. And that's seven. And then we can talk about eight. And in eight, you could bring in Ronda Rousey. There we go. I feel like this guy is just looking for more movies. Like, I haven't directed anything except Ape versus Monster. Can you help me out here? Eh. WWE Studios has got a got a 
got a pretty uh, fat bank account, so they, they can. Uh, they do. Um, Jeff, have you seen anything? No. I watched uh, Invincible, the oh. finale. Okay. Has anyone else uh, seen the the finale? I have. Okay, I'm going to let you guys talk about it. I'll step away for a minute. I have not seen the finale, so I'll let you go. Go ahead. Talk. Blake, have you seen it? No, and I probably won't get around to it, so please continue. <laughs> well, it's fun when they punch the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Man, that was... Uh, that was pretty intense. I didn't... Uh, I didn't expect it to be that intense, but um, I'm really excited to see where they go with it from here. Like there's a, there's a lot that they can do with it that I think is going to be going to be really good. And yeah, I I think I was, even though I've been watching it, you know, the whole season, I think I was still even a little surprised at just the amount of civilian casualties that died in superhero fight. Yeah. Like the train, like that one, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) When he's just like holding his face into the train and he's just, oh my God. I was like, no, what in the, what? Ah, yeah, that was and when the building's fallen and he's trying to save the people in the building and then he's left holding an arm. Yeah. The only thing I could have done without was Seth Rogen. <laughs> but, you know, he's a producer. What, what are right. you going to do? Yeah, I know. But Yeah, so uh I'm yeah, like I said I'm I'm excited, and they what they renewed it for two more seasons. Yes, right. So that should give them a, a good storyboard to start, you know, mapping stuff out and getting some good solid storylines, you know, together. So, all right, Jason, you can come back. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, hey, J- and then when they blew up the planet was so my when favorite everybody part. dies well I know that's not true because it's coming back for two more seasons at least that's why we're surprised we wonder where it's going <laughs> to come from uh, yeah. Brian I wore this short shirt for you today happy may the 4th be with you yay may the 4th be with you Brian yeah I was actually thought Brian was going to take today off because of the, the date nah so he wouldn't have to listen to you. Actually, I com- I actually picked this Star Wars shirt out today, and I completely forgot today was May the 4th. I didn't even think about it until like halfway through the day. I was like, oh, on Twitter, it's May the 4th. Um, speaking of that, I did watch Bat- The Bad Batch. Uh, it's a sequel to the Clone Wars cartoon. About, I heard about it. Yeah, five stormtroopers. Um, they're not... Clone troopers. Five clone troopers uh, that were like genetically altered to be like... Special powers, like one's a sharpshooter, uh, one's really good at um, tracking people and all that stuff. Um, well, the sharpshooter, they should have cloned him for stormtroopers because they can't hit worth a damn. That's true. I never thought of that. Um, <laughs> well, they used up all the technology in him. <laughs> I will say these five were they the only ones. Left that, over. 
<laughs> You're right. The, these five are the only uh, troopers that actually have hit something. I'm impressed. <laughs> Good job. Um, but I have not seen the whole Clone Wars saga cartoon. I will eventually, but um, I started watching this with my kid. I think we got like 15 minutes left with uh, the kids. Um, with the kids, so I've not finished it because the first episode is an hour and 13 minutes long. But it's pretty enjoyable. Uh, it's pretty enjoyable. If you like the Clone Wars, I would definitely recommend it. Um, if you're rooting for the bad guys, uh, they become good guys. They're the only ones that, since they're genetically altered, they are not. Uh, they do not do Order sixty six. Um, so of kill all the okay. Jedi's. So then they're kind of stuck. And it's kind of cool, too, because it's the beginning of the Empire, obviously, because it takes place right as Order 66 is starting. And so it's the beginning of the Empire, like, you know, the Emperor is trying to control all these planets and that. Uh, And there's some um, cameos, which I'm guessing are probably going to be in the later episodes um, from like Rogue One and all that. So it. I, I enjoyed it so far, and uh, I'm not a huge Clone Wars fan cartoon, but this one's pretty fun. Same animation type style, uh, and it's 16 episodes, I think. Uh, so this is episode one that came out today on May. So the are they all like with identical, you. like quintuplets? No, they all look different because they're altered. What? Altered. What? That's fake. Oh, the rest of the clone on. troopers. They're all clones. The rest of the fake. clone troopers look like Jango Fett. So. Yeah. And I do like that they use the voice of the the guy that played Django Fett. Like he is the voice. Does of he do all five? Who? Does he do all five voices? No, no, no. He doesn't do these voices. Stop it! Just shut the fuck up, Blake. Stop it. <laughs> so, uh, oh, here's clone troopers who aren't clones. They are clones. Yeah. There are apparently clones. they're not if they don't look like him. Yeah, they're just genetically exactly. altered. So. so they're not clones. Grand Moff Tarkin is in it, so that's nice. Um, so, uh, Blake, real quick, have you watched anything? Uh, well, since you know the Marvel's been done, mm-hmm. I've been going back and watching Married with Children episodes and oh, Curb yeah. Enthusiasm from the beginning. Okay. A lot of, you know, it's kind of funny. Married with Children, you know, was the uh, nasty Fox TV show that people wanted banned and removed from network TV because when Fox was young. Yeah. I mean, it was them and Simpsons, right? Yeah. And, you know, they thought this stuff was offensive and horrible back then. It was the it was the right wing. Was it the right winger? Right wingers that were trying to get the show canceled. Mm hmm. Today, I think it would be left wingers <laughs> and wokest. They'll be trying to cancel this show because you know a lot of the stuff they do in here is just not politically correct. But it is fun going back and and looking at the different seasons. Like you know, uh, Peg's boobs get bigger. I think in, in season three, mm-hmm. and um, um, you know, so you're going back there in the late '80s, early '90s, and it's fun to see cameos. And like just before, and it's great to see cameos because you look at people like, oh my God, that's a young so-and-so mm-hmm. for this episode. Or I know uh, that's, you know, uh, Did what's you see the Sam Kinison Hall. one? No, I, I, I probably have. I've already forgot about it. But oh, okay. you know, like this evening, you know, they're standing in line for, uh, was it um, this uh, stupid rock group? I forget it was uh, Kelly and, and Bud mm-hmm. are standing in line for this this rock group called like uh, Burn Branded Alive or something, and and uh, this girl comes up and asks Bud if uh, her and her friends can cut in line. Of course, she's a good looking lady, and he's like, "Yeah, of course." And then so if they all look like you, and she's like, "Oh yeah," 
and you know, twenty muscle dudes come in <laughs> in front of Bud. But I was looking at the lady. I'm like, man, I know that. I know that person. And I'm like, oh man, that's Stacy Ferguson, mm-hmm. otherwise known as uh, Fergie. So that was like a oh. young, young, young Fergie from the uh, Black Eyed Peas. Do you think? So you know, half the fun is just looking up the season. You know the season and the episode number, and checking out the cameos of people you know that become famous later on. Ryan, uh, you've talked. You know, not. I don't know if there's much in burn notice that you're offended by. Not you, but in general, people that are crybabies. Uh, anyways, uh, but like, it is funny to watch these shows and see like the big controversy back then. Like The Simpsons, wasn't it? Cool your jets or something was the big issue with the with Bart or uh, eat my shorts. Eat my shorts. That's what it was. And now you look at it, you're like, compared to today's standards, like, geez, oh, Pete, that's what people were up in arms about back then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just kind of funny yeah, to see that. Burn, burn Notice was burn notice was in the 90s, right? No, it was uh, uh, like... Early thousands? Uh, like 7 to 13, 2007, really? 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's much later than I thought it was. I'm, uh, way, I'm way off. Um... I think that was one of USA's big, like, original um, script, like, one of their own uh, mm-hmm. programs that they when they first started doing programming. Yeah, one of their first big uh, big TV series takeoffs. Original series, mm-hmm. yeah. Original series. Um, yeah, that's well, pretty cool. No silk stockings. <laughs> Ooh, man, I love silk stockings. I uh, Speaking of nostalgia, I started on Peacock, the new Saved by the Bell show. <laughs> the yeah, new one uh, the very i heard new nothing one. good about it brian have you seen it oh yeah okay i love that jesse spano is a school, school counselor i think now or a psychiatrist or whatever She's a guy the guidance counselor guidance counselor and her book is i'm so excited i did uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's, it's very tongue in cheek. I'm, uh, I'm through two episodes. No one else in my family survived. Uh, they all left. <laughs> um, yeah, we watched I, it. I mean, I heard they sent Screech into outer space. I haven't gotten that far yet. I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> is, is that why he's not on the show? That's, that's the, yeah. That's what they a, said. That, yeah. yeah. He's on he's the far extra. side of the moon. What was that, Brian? You said you, you and your wife watched it. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's it's what it is. Like you're not. I like how Slater's still trying to regain his glory days, <laughs> and yeah. when he turns the chair around, sits, and the one student's like, "Oh my god, you just you just sat backwards in that chair." I don't think anyone ever does that, do they? <laughs> like, there's just little parts of it that it's enjoyable enough. I mean, it makes me chuckle. Uh, I don't like Zach's kid in it right now. He's annoying. He it, he gets better, but Zach and Zach gets worse. Oh God, he wasn't I, that, good. To that was the one thing about it that I didn't quite really understand was like why they went the complete opposite with him mm-hmm. as he like it was weird. Yeah, his son's but, I mean, name in is Mac Morris. Mac, yeah, Mac Morris. Oh boy. So it's it is what it is. So uh, did he start a band and call it the Mac Attack? No, but they do call Mac Morris Preppy. One of the one of the students does call him Preppy. Um, Zach it was is, nice to see that Max was still at the Max. Yes, <laughs> I saw. And then my wife goes, "Where's Mister Belding?" I was like, "I don't think you want him on camera right now. He doesn't seem too good. He's struggling." <laughs> yeah, if you saw him on uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," mm-hmm. 
It's like, well, yeah. Um, yeah, Zach is the governor of California in it. So, well, of course. Um, hey, Blake. Uh, yeah. Why don't we do some listener feedback there, buddy boy? Sure. It's time, yeah, time for some bomb listener feedback brought to you by the uh, Chinese space program. Oh, Okay. Yeah, hopefully none of our listeners get killed this week. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, yeah, the satellite's crashing. The, better look up the rocket trajectories. Make <laughs> sure you're not in that big U-shape, uh, upside-down U uh, arc of where it's going to land. Uh, they ever say where? No, they, they don't know, but uh, you can actually go look at uh, news article and you'll you'll see all satellites kind of like it, it, it's kind of like doing like a u kind of thing so you can see where it's possibly going to hit and land i thought the shaded area was starting out in the atlantic up to uh southern europe all of africa and a little bit in uh, south west asia hmm. that was the last i saw so it pretty much could land anywhere on the globe Pretty much. They can land on it. The, the biggest fear is that it'll actually hit like a heavy populated center. Hmm. Okay. You know, first they send COVID. Now they're going to drop rockets on us. So I think there's a conspiracy. And they, they keep dropping some of them. We're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. We just happened to launch this rocket and uh, whoops, it's going to hit you. <laughs> My bad. Uh, so yeah. what do we got here, Blake? So, I'm a little distracted at the moment because I do have Married with Children on in the background. And Christina Applegate's uh, nipples are uh, protruding immensely from 16, this half sweater that she's 16. wearing. Yeah, I know. But anyways, uh, from uh, speaking of <laughs> protruding nipples, we always start out with this one guy. Number one fan? Yeah. Can't give yourself a nickname. Eight pants. Yep. Formerly Seven. known as? That's right. Seven. Big D. Dad. All right. Yeah. Big nip. Since intern Hackney and I, he's talking about himself. That's not me saying I. I'm reading his sentence, so nobody get confused. Since intern Hackney, Hackney, and since intern Hackney and I have our second shot, can we show up next week in the studio to record? Huh. <sighs> Moving on, <laughs> uh, I got my second shot. I'm fully vaccinated. Second now. shot at what? Love. Because according to Eminem, you only got one shot. One shot. One shot. Yeah. Eminem. Not Eminems. Not Eminems. I don't know. Not the candy. Eminem. <laughs> uh, got one shot. Jeff, you're vaccinated now, right? I am. Blake is too. We could probably do something sooner than later. I th- I'm all right with that. I think. I think so. I don't. I don't know. What does Hair Fauci say we can do? Uh, Are you uh, waiting for the governor to open up the state? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I'm waiting for like June, July. Maybe we could do it outside. Get away, people. Um, yeah. But yeah. Outside, twelve feet apart, two yeah. masks, <laughs> full bio suit. Everybody can come <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> But you have to wear a full mask. Uh, and I'm not talking like the mask over the mouth. I'm talking like a Halloween mask. You have to wear a Halloween mask to protect it. So, yeah. 
It was, I saw a good cartoon uh, today. It was like a couple outside in their front yard in full hazmat uh, gear. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy and his son are walking by with a uh, surfboard and a beach ball in their swimming gear. And, they're, and there's this little sign that says beach and arrow, and that's where they're running to. And the couple are looking at each other like, look at those lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Must have had to have been there. Oh, it was great. <laughs> what else you got, Blake? Come on. I don't know. Yeah, so, you know, cartoon made for podcasting. <laughs> Randall Holt, of course. That's Randall with the double L, Holt. Mm-hmm. What you mean he spells first? his name like all Randalls do? Not all. Some do an A-L. Not all. No, they don't. Sorry. None of them. My bad. My bad. Anyways, go ahead, Blake. <laughs> What comes first, the next Game of Thrones book or intern's 2019 tax refund? I can I can proudly say that my 2019 tax refund has been acquired. What? That's what? why I wasn't here last week. You were spending it? Yeah. <laughs> Make it so rain. it's gone now. Make oh, it yeah, rain. it's it's long gone. <laughs> Did you buy I bourbon? And uh, I went to Party Source and bought a bottle of bourbon. So Don't you already got like it? eight free bottles of bourbon sitting around? Uh, I don't have much left. Oh. <laughs> he's <laughs> traded it for more bourbon, but that bourbon hasn't come yet. So he's just <laughs> waiting. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the Postal Service isn't, they're, they're really dragging their feet with my bourbon. Hey, bite your tongue on that. Bite your tongue. Your dad is a postal carrier. <laughs> bite your tongue. So, we can, we, can, we can say that it is for sure my tax refund. Okay. okay. Uh, what else we got? Uh, this one is from uh, Sir Reggie Scumbottom at Dirtbag9864. Four two four three zero. I like Reggie. Yeah, Sir Reggie asks, uh, "What award show do you believe actually represents the average viewer's best?" Hmm, that's a good. The one. Razzies talking about our average viewer's best. Uh, I, I would mean, say uh, other than our Hobie Floppy Awards, I would say the AVN Awards uh, would probably do it. <laughs> The porn awards. Uh, no, no. My, my guess would be the People's Choice Awards. Since no, they always the average viewer. The average viewers are the ones who are voting. Oh God. God. I mean, it sucks that the average viewers have terrible taste, but that's what represents the average viewers. Okay, so let me just explain to you here. Um, let's see. Who is who is Sir Reggie Scumbottom? No, no. This is what the people picked in 2020. Oh. Jennifer Lopez won. Hey, does nine eight six four two four three zero spell something out on the old phone dial? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this is what happens, Jeff, when you leave if it up. Jim were here, he could look it up for us. He has one. I would open. say it doesn't spell anything if there's a zero in it because there's not letters on the zero. Ah. The people picked Jennifer but Lopez for code. the the Icon Award. So just want to let you know that. Uh, yeah. Ari- the people Ari- like Jennifer Lopez. Ariana Grande, the donut licker, was a female artist. For uh, some reason, the donut lick the people love the donut licker. Ellen Pompeo from Grey's Anatomy was female TV star. 
Wow, um, she's god awful, but Blake Shelton was the country artist. Zendaya Terrible. Zendaya, who I like, is the style like star. She's the style star. I don't know what that yeah. is. Okay, this is she's why we can't no, this does not represent people. The best movie of the year, Bad Boys for Life. No. I think that <laughs> represents no. uh it was also wasn't that the number one at the box office? Well, yeah, because there was hardly anything else. Well, yeah, that's the the movie people saw. That's why it won. You know what? Okay, hold on. Male TV star, Cole Sprouse, a.k.a. Jughead from Riverdale. Okay, I agree, Jeff. Good job, Jeff. The the average people have terrible taste. No, 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 no. no. And the the People's Choice Awards represent that. Winona Earp was the best sci-fi movie, or TV show, I mean. Um, well, no, the Erpers uh, spammed them to get that. Uh, Mulan was the best action movie, and Ellen DeGeneres was the best daytime talk show. No, oh, we're God. done. We're done. We're done. This is what happens when you let people pick their own. Exactly. Awards. But that represents the average viewer. The That's average right. viewer. It's the LCD. I still say it's the Razzies. Common denominator. I agree. I like the Razzies better. Okay, I, I don't. I think I think I a lot of movies that the make the Razzies are people's favorite movies. Right, that's what I mean. Like, oh, okay, the average viewers, the movies that they probably love the best are the ones that are getting nominated on the Razzies. Gotcha. Okay, I thought you were saying they agreed that these are terrible movies, but okay. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, all of Kevin James movies are nominated for Razzies. I love them, and they're awful. <laughs> so it, it's it is. Uh, what else we got, Blake? Uh, just from Bob. Bob. Here is what I want, Black Panther said, during World War II, when the Nazis Hydra find Wakanda, and then another one in the 70s with Bucky as one of the bad guys. Use your podcast platform to make that happen. We do have a pretty good power for a platform. We do say stuff, and it happens. I uh, know. I, like I like Bob's uh, suggestions here. I'm all Black for Black Panther, Panther being uh, Black during Panther. World War II. Yeah, World War II, and then during the 70s. I suppose you can get a young T'Chaka there during the 70s, and Bucky having to go in and fight uh, as a brainwashed Winter Soldier. That sounds interesting. Not that now, if it's if it's Africa, wouldn't it be more of the uh, fascist Italians and not the Nazis? That's fine. I'm fine with that. Well, maybe maybe he goes off into the world to save people. Maybe he goes up to Europe to save them. You don't know. No, I, I, that would be... Well, there were some Nazis in Europe. I mean, you had Rommel as the Desert Fox. Some some Nazis in Europe. Or in yeah. Europe, in Africa. You mean North Africa, yeah. The there German, were some yeah, Nazis Germans in Africa, Africa, is what I meant to say. Yes, yeah. As well. Um, I'm, um, I'm also... Did you see... Um, oh, I'm sorry. With World War II, with Black Panther, you could also introduce Namor, the Submariner, if you wanted to. Not that he's a great character, but he's from the 1940s era, so you could introduce him in that one instead of in Wakanda Forever that they're going to introduce him in. So. Would you bring in, uh, if you're back in the, what do you call it? The, 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 40s. World War Two, yeah, World War Two. Would would you bring in like the original Human Torch? Yes, the, like, the Android teased. Torch. He was already teased in Iron Man One, I think. No, Captain America: First Avenger at the World's, uh, World's Fair. He was te- uh, he was shown in the little. You're right. 
So I'm so okay with that. To... Yeah. Uh, that was on the other night, Captain America, First Avenger. God, such a great film. Such a great film. Um, also, they released the next Marvel one is Black Panther in 2022 is Wakanda Forever is what it's called. Captain Marvel's sequel is called The Marvels with Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel. Not a huge Ms. Marvel fan, but whatever. I love Captain Marvel, so I'm fine with that. Uh, the well, Eternals. Captain Marvel was the original Ms. Marvel. Yeah. So. Are they technically are they related? No. Or they just have this happen to have the same name. No, it's the same powers or similar powers, isn't it? Just similar powers, but they're both called Marvel. Yeah, Ms. Marvel is a young teenager, isn't she? In the comic books right now. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh my god, Becky, Becky, Becky. Oh my god, I'm gonna punch you. Uh, oh my Fantastic god, Four Becky. is coming out too. They announced that. Or they teased it. Why? Are they still trying to make that happen? Hey, you know what? If we do it with the Sunny in Philadelphia cast, I'm fine with that. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, great, yeah, we announced we're all on board with picture. that. Yes. I want to see Thing with the toe knife. I want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> hi <laughs> Toe knife. Uh, it, Mac as um, Reed Richards actually didn't look bad in the costume. I'll be honest. He really didn't. Uh, no, I'm, I'm honestly, I think... I think Dennis could pull off uh, uh, a doom. Yeah. (laughs) It couldn't be worse than the Nip Tuck guy doing it in the original Fantastic Four films. Yeah, no, that was terrible. I don't even know if it was his fault. It was just horrible. Yeah, I don't know. uh, Casting wasn't good. It wasn't his (laughs) fault. You know, it was Fantastic Four, too. You can make all the boils the uh, bad guys. (laughs) They could be the uh, mole men. They could be the mole men. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Let's do it. The McBoils. (laughs) I like this idea. Uh, Trademark. Jeff, trademark it. Trademark. Trademark. Thank you. TM. Thank you. We wait, don't know. Wait, I, we don't know the Fantastic yeah, Four, we but we will. We were the ones that came up with this. I think somebody else uh, actually beat us to that. Yeah, but we changed it just enough, and we put it on uh-huh. air, so that counts. That counts. Okay, we added McPoyles to it. So <laughs> That's that... right. True. We can we can still get a writing credit for the McPoyle. That's right. And wrap this up, uh, Blake. <clears throat> that time when the, the the McPoyle graduates to be on. Uh, uh, Westworld. That's great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God. in the black hat or white hat, I guess, at that point, isn't he? He's, he's white, white hat. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Blake? Wrap this up. Yeah, you know, he's actually in a, other, a lot of other stuff, too. But uh, all right. Professor number one and doctor number one. Did you think that the WWE underground would last longer than the European <laughs> Super League? Brian, take this. I- I did. I, I mean, I don't really know anything about the Super League, but I, I, the idea for Underground's good, but it, it lasted, it's just bad like everything else they do. It's lasted four weeks. Considering four weeks. the first time I heard of the WWE Underground was when I read this outline, I'll say, sure, I'm surprised. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is, Brian, that my daughter and I watched the Bianca Belair Sasha Banks WrestleMania main event this week again. And the emotion and like the storytelling in it is amazing. And I'm like, how the hell do you not do this every single week? Like, how, like any week, like, how do you screw this up? Like how, how do right. you not put this towards raw anytime? 
You have three hours. You would think something would be good on Raw, right? <laughs> of course, we do two hours, and you would think something would be good on this. So maybe you're not. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's bad. It's just, it's been bad for our, for a while. Yeah. Uh, we have Face Off. I'm going to take his face off. From Brent at Home Video Hustle. Hey, Brent. Hey, HVH. Yes, King Kong versus Godzilla versus Amy the Gorilla from Congo, the movie. Who would win in a fight? Does Amy have the Congo laser with her? Yes, but she doesn't know how to use it properly. So she might sever her own foot. I think you should be more scared of someone who doesn't know how to use the deadly weapon. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then you will accidentally get killed. Okay. So, so I'll vote for Amy. Amy. Brian, who are you going with? I'll go with Kong. Okay. Blake? Blake? Uh, Kong has I his axe. I can't ever go against Godzilla. Okay. Godzilla. I'm actually going to say Kong and Amy the Gorilla team up because they both know sign language. So Amy's <laughs> going to talk to Kong and join forces, and it's going to be like a Groot and a rocket on each other, you know, rocket on the back. Yes, or Jeff? I don't know, because I haven't watched mm-hmm. Kong, but do they know the same sign language? Yes. Yeah, is it an international or American? Yes. I, I, it was ape sign language for Amy, and did they teach Kong the same sign language, or will they say different words to each other and offend each other. ASL. In in my world, they're going with the same sign language. (laughs) Sad gorilla. Well, you know, if it was a movie, all they would have to do is just read the subtitles. That's true. That is true. Can any of them read? Sure. You know what? I'm sure they teach Kong to read. I'm sure. Didn't you see that in the movie? I, I didn't. Yeah, when he, sat down, when he sat down with the morning paper and his pipe. <laughs> yeah, that's how he that's how he spent his time. You beat me to it, Blake Jeff. I was gonna say the same thing. He's on the aircraft carrier taking a dump <laughs> off the side, got the morning paper. <laughs> oh that oh that Charlie Brown. When is he ever gonna kick the football? <laughs> Let's see what's happening. What, in is, the what did Tom request week? that newspaper for? Oh my god, no. <laughs> oh. Okay, Jeff. Give me uh oh somebody made a typo this week, uh give me some new music for the news of the gee. Yeah, I gee. was hoping you didn't notice the typo because I was going to make a big deal about <laughs> it in the. It. I was going to say it's time. I, uh, I was reading an article about uh, season four of Cobra Kai when I was typing this up. Sorry, guys. It's okay. It's okay. Of the news of the G. <laughs> uh, per the rap, we can do we can rap. The ratings are in for guest host of Jeopardy. And in no surprise, Dr. Oz sucks. <laughs> uh, by comparison, the final week with Alex Trebek averaged 6.6 rating. The average rating per guest host in fifth place, Dr. Oz rating of 5.1. Katie Couric, 5.5. Aaron Rodgers, 5.5. And then he has to be traded to the Wheel of Fortune, so it's okay. Uh, well, that's good. <laughs> Uh, number two, Mike Richards. You know, it, it's it's it could be possible that he does retire from the Packers and they do sign him to a year of Jeopardy. You know what? 
I hope he does. Go fuck himself. Um, oh, I thought about me. I want to be traded. Shut up, Aaron. I don't like that they drafted a quarterback. You know how you beat him out? You just beat him. Like, be better than him. Stop complaining. Don't give be them a reason to replace better. you. Well, baby. Be better. John Kitna didn't complain. Yes, he did. Well, later. Uh, <laughs> Every quarterback complains about the team drafting another quarterback. Joe Flacco I mean, did it. He's like, I can't believe I still had a job this long. <laughs> Yay, let's go. <laughs> Uh, Mike Richard. I understand his compl- I understand his complaints. If he was a little bit taller, he wouldn't complain. Mike Richard, ever <laughs> Joe a Flacco's complaints? No, no, no Roger. <laughs> Flacco's oh, yeah. complaints. Every, no, that's um, true. I mean, they did. They kind of screwed Brett Favre over for a while too, and they screwed Aaron Rodgers over. And I did see an interesting article about how the Green. Think about this: Green Bay Packers with. You know, over like 20 years of epic quarterbacks, and they only have how many Super Bowls to show for it? I would trade Rodgers all day long and get as much as you could in the next drafts. You could get a boatload and then go with this love guy for a while, for at least one year, and then draft a new quarterback next year if you don't like him. I would I would load up. I would say, see you, Rodgers. So you think yes. people would give a lot for Rodgers? Yes. Okay. Dude, he was MVP. Yeah, he was MVP, yeah. right? So, yeah. yes, doesn't even have to come in and learn a new system. They don't care. No, no. It, it, I, if you they if you can, win in Aaron Rodgers, you, you're like all in for the year. Yeah, that's all there is to it. So well, you yeah, think the Browns should go after Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, they said the Raiders were looking at him, and Denver was until they drafted someone. Um, think about John Gruden. When, you know, Gruden. Uh, well, no, not the the, the Broncos until because they got uh, oh they got Bridgewater Teddy. Yeah, yeah. But if I were the Broncos, I'd still I would still go after Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what were we going to say, Brian? About Rodgers. So this, so last year, I understand his the his point about last year because they had signed him to his to an extension. Mm-hmm. So obviously they were committed to him. So his complaint is, why did we trade up into? The, the first round to take a quarterback instead of getting a skilled position to make us better. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a fair argument. And, and they but, didn't even, they didn't even tell him that they were right. drafting a quarterback they, in the first correct. round. So how, how so would you the, feel if you're Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. I mean, honestly, and on top of no that, offense, they, they don't have to tell him shit before they draft who they're going to draft. You know why they don't have to tell him? Are Here's you your $25 million. That's, Go that's back to your bad, fucking that's mansion. That's bad management. That's bad leadership. They, they don't have to tell him garbage. Yes, yeah, bad drafting leadership. The that's team. Bad, bad leadership, bad management. I agree. What, what other yeah. way to screw your starting uh, MVP quarterback in the back? Oh, he's seriously. You want to, I wouldn't want to work for them either, to tell you the truth. Because you think about it, and, and Hackney brings up a good thing. They're showing up in the... Uh, Showing up the stat here in Green Bay, uh, last ten years with Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback, their first round picks, everyone a defensive player. The only time they took an offensive player was Love, a quarterback to replace them that they didn't tell him that they were going to draft in the first round. You know, because obviously that was a dick move, basically on their parts. Really think about it. He had been begging for years for like a number one wide wide receiver or somebody to throw to, skill position. And they've basically fucked him over all 10 years. And that goes back to the cool article I read 
talking about how Green Bay is fucked over Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers. He says, you think about it. You need a, a, you need a good quarterback to win the Super Bowl. And they had a good quarterback for 20 years. And how many Super Bowls do they have to show for it? Because of bad management and leadership. Then leave. Don't resign. Well, that's the other. Well, I'll see you on the flip yeah. side. Then I was listening to Sports Radio. They're like, well, you signed a contract. You know who you're dealing with. Yep. It's not like yep. you didn't know these people. I'm like, well, I guess you that too. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I mean, after your first or first contract, you pretty much should have an idea of how they're going to run the organization. So if, you know, he had the choice to resign and he did, but I mean, I still, I still understand what, what his complaints were about that. Brian re-signed with Hobie for two years, and he knows what type of organizations run. I mean, so I mean, we've been trying to get a new intern ever since. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I haven't been told about it. We drafted intern Gary, and he didn't work out because he had to buy a mobile home for his ex girlfriend, um, <laughs> living on the lot. So, so speaking of Jeopardy, I, yeah, so can I finish the of- article? <laughs> So this week's guest, starting this week, it's uh, Bill Whitaker from 60 Minutes. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he's worse than Dr. Oz. He was, I only saw one episode, saw Monday's episode, bland as cardboard. Like, he couldn't have been more vanilla. Okay. Which is tough to do if you're a man of color. Down the hall. Uh, Mike Richards was out. <laughs> How can you be vanilla when you're <sighs> Mike when Richards five point nine, and Ken Jennings was number one at a uh, rating of six. I don't know what Anderson Cooper's is yet. Uh, a rating of six translates to about ten point three million viewers. So there you go. And he's number one. Yeah, and he's a former Jeopardy contestant. Yeah. So I still think they would be. I think. I think they should give it to Mike Richards at this point. But, I mean, obviously they're going to do another five or six, I think. Yeah, so, they've got plenty of more hosts to go through. I mean. Joe Buck will be two Joe weeks Buck. of pain. Yeah, he's the last one I heard when the season's over after Joe Buck. But then, yeah, you still have uh, Mayim Bialik, Sanjay Gupta, uh, LeVar Burton, Burton, Robin Roberts. Um, I did. People, I think. Uh, I apologize. Newest ratings. Dr. Oz was a 5.2, not 5.1. Oh, that last. Uh, well, it is important. Anderson Cooper's two week ratings were 5.1. Lower than Dr. Oz. So what you're wow. saying is there every week seems to get worse and worse. No, because. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got <laughs> Rogers and Kirk at the same number. Yeah. She went before him, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Jeopardy is a fact-based game. So, you know, Anderson Cooper does Stop come it. from that make-believe CNN news network. Down the hall. Down the hall. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, per food and wine, because that's where we get all of our news. <laughs> most of us I'm, have I'm, goals. You have my attention. We, we feel so, so obligated to achieve. Get a job or start a family or buy a home. But left to our own devices, we might strive for less conventional things, like a British man who dreamed of parking in every spot at his local grocery store, a goal he says after six years he finally completed. Gareth Wilde, who lives in Bromley, of course he does, on the southeast side of London, 
turned to Twitter to regale his followers with what he called his magnum opus. For the record, the opus is color-coded spreadsheet documenting the fact that he has parked in all 211 spaces at his local Sainsbury's grocery store's parking lot. If it sounds silly, his friends and families don't, don't disagree. Quote, my wife is very understanding of my stupid projects, but she knows that it gives me great joy, enjoyment. I only told a handful of friends because I knew they'd call me a fucking idiot. Good, idea, good friends insult you the best, I find. You know what? I do find that. Good friends do insult me the best. <clears throat> or they just hate me. Um, explaining the project, he stated, I almost always shop at the same uh, Sainsbury in the center of town. It's a great car park, uh, great, great car park, which is a parking lot for us yeah, Americans. Because you, for parking lot. Yeah. Because you can always get a space and it's laid out really well. Comfortably in my top five Bromley car, car parks. Damn it, parking lots. Oh, why isn't that our top five? Top five parking lots. That <laughs> is next week. After quite a few years of going each week, I started thinking about how many different spots I parked in and how long I would take to park in them all. My life is one long roller coaster. <laughs> he used a satellite image of the parking lot and he began marking out spaces, axing out things like shopping cart return areas and uh, handicap and motorcycle spots. Uh, based on his weekly shopping schedule, with the occasional extra trip to pick up other things, he thought it would be uh, completed in four years. It took six. Annoying, <laughs> quote, annoyingly, a global pandemic slowed me down. <laughs> uh, he got what he was after, though, a completed spreadsheet. It's, quote, it's been given a bit of an extra razzle-dazzle to spruce it up for a bit of presentation, but this is it. This is six years of monotony. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quitting is not in my DNA is what he said. <laughs> he said, we thought about moving during that time, which would have messed everything up. But in the end, we stayed put so I could stand in the echelons of greatness. <laughs> oh, perfect. He has one regret, not keeping track of the dates that he parked in each spot. Oh, that does it. Quote. He had a spreadsheet. How did he know what shoes to park and where? He did to say, quote, it honestly keeps me up at night. <laughs> when I started, I just didn't think to do it. And by the time I was deep in, I had a huge gap of data. So that didn't even bother trying to claw it back. No, he's going to have to spend another six years. Getting he's going to have to go check his receipts. <laughs> um, I do have a slight problem. Yes. He said he blocked out motorcycle parking and handicap spots. Yes. So and it, parking it lowered return. it to seven parking spots that he did yeah. over six years. <laughs> I mean, well, parking, the, the cart returns aren't actual parking spots. The Correct. others are parking spots. Mm -hmm. He should have to bring someone who is eligible for uh, handicap parking mm -hmm. and get those spots and go get a motorcycle and get those spots if I he agree. was serious about this. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking why it took six years because there are 52 weeks in a year. Mm -hmm. He'd go to at least Sainsbury once a week, and I'm like, he sounds like he underachieved. But then you have to rely on other idiots. Parking you in may the not spots get to you park want. in the parking yeah. spot you want. Yeah. Because somebody's parked there. He d he did say he was arrested 18 times for bashing out people's headlights for parking in the spot he needed. Uh, <laughs> unverified, but was, that's what I heard. <laughs> you motherfucker! It actually, he only needed one spot, Blake, for four years, but the same old lady kept parking. <laughs> couldn't get there. <laughs> Will you move? I mean, did he have certain rules? 
Like, did he have like rules? Like, okay, if I go there, I have to park in the spot that is available that I haven't parked in before. I you know, know, and then he has to go grab that spot. Or did he have a rule like, okay, I have to drive around once, and if the parking spot <laughs> that is available that I need to park in is if it's still there, I have to go around a second time and see if I can get another spot that I didn't park in. Or do you just after that, he's like, okay, after round three, I just have to park again. Screw I don't it. know, but I feel like this is a good Monty Python skit that they could have done this back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there are a lot of rules that you have to work out here with this. Blake, I want you to do that with the local Kroger's near you. There's what about only... backing in? Does he pull all the way through or is he back in? See, oh, these are it. things that through. would increase your yeah. rating score. If it's available to pull through, you pull through. Yeah, you pull through. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Blake, that's your job. You got to do that. Or intern. That's your job. You got to park in every Kroger spot. That's only like 2000 spots or more. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to find, can, can I do it at my local, uh, supermarket? I, I got Haddings around the corner. No, they only have 20 spots. <laughs> oh, they, they got more like 40. I think oh, okay. they got some on the side. I think, I think you should, but and you have to mark it out. You have to go to Google maps mm-hmm. for us and mark it out. <laughs> And I'm actually curious to see, like, you can't just go to the store because you want to park in a spot you haven't parked in before. It has to be when you have to legitimately go grocery shopping. And And I want to know how long it's going to take for you to park in all those spots. My question is how long? It'll take a long time because I might shop there once every other month. I was going to say, how often do you shop at Haddings? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're like a local uh, grocery store that has like six aisles. <laughs> oh, uh, they got like three times that many aisles. Eh, do, they? <laughs> do they? Well, if you like, if you break it up like the front of the aisle and then there's mm-hmm. the big aisle in the middle and then the back of the aisle is two different aisles. I remember going uh, during the pandemic. This was like six months ago. Toilet paper? No, 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 no. Um, what were we out of? I forget what it was. We were, coming, we were coming back from somewhere and I went to the local, I went to the IGA. Like this was not by me. It was in the middle of nowhere and they had like five aisles and it was like the 1950s store. Like it was the most awesome 1950s store. And I did find what I was looking for. I remember that, but it was just like, I could have probably do that. They had like 15, 15 parking spots. I could handle that. There aren't enough IGAs around. No, I get attention. How many, how many times did they? How many times did they call the vicar on him because he kept driving around waiting for a spot to open that he wanted to oh. get in and like uh, uh, this, some lady thought she was stalking him. This creepy guy keeps driving around the parking lot, stalking her. Yeah, and he keeps asking if I'm ready to leave. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Wait, <laughs> is that what they do in Britain? Call the vicar when people are creepy. The viceroy. Hello, vicar. Yeah, Blake. Blake mis said it. <laughs> Viceroy, oh. the Viceroy, <laughs> like in Star because Brian <laughs> may the fourth be with you. <laughs> How do you not get murdered every hour? I don't know. <laughs> I, I that's a good question. Uh, uh, because going, he doesn't leave the house. I don't. I don't. That is a uh, that is a top five Andy Bernard quote. Uh, you know, the episode that I watch uh, often is when he punches the wall, when his phone's missing. <laughs> that is an overreaction. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, we'll go right to the box office news and world reports. I don't think we have anything. Uh, we'll get to that secret invasion next week. They hired a lot of people. All right, intern, give me some music for the box office news. Music out of box office news and world report. Thank you. Play music now. Because <laughs> just because I didn't want Jason to give me music, so. Uh, I like to play music. <laughs> number one, Mortal Kombat made six point two million, a total of thirty four million on a fifty five million dollar budget. Okay. Number two, Demon Slayer the movie colon Mugen Train made four point five million, a total of thirty two million on a sixty five million dollar budget. Number three, Godzilla vs. Kong made $2.7 million, a total of $90.5 million on a $160 million budget. Number four, Separation made $1.8 million in its opening weekend on an unknown budget. And rounding out the top five, Raya and the Last Dragon made $1.3 million, a total of $41.5 million on a $140 million budget. Guess what? Still going to be there in 30 weeks. Still going to be number five. Think it's going to outlast the crudes in the top five? For length? It was going to make it. It's going to need to if it wants to make its money back. It's still $100 million away. So. Well, it made its money back on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah, it did. And then some. Um, I will say that the movie industry is going to be in pretty good shape soon. Because of all the films coming out, uh, just from MCU uh, coming out. Um, hold on, let me get it right here. Uh, Black Widow, <laughs> July 9th. Uh, that was that's been announced. Um, let's see here. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September third, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, let's see. The Eternals is, I believe, that uh, November. I think it's November. And Spider Man uh, No Way Home is December. So we got four Marvel wow. films coming out this year. Um, I told my son, be ready. We're going to the theaters again. I'm pretty excited. So, uh, but yeah. So, uh, Jeff, what, what's coming out? Uh, upcoming May 7th, we have The Human Factor. Uh, Brian, do you have this or you got me? I got it. Yeah, The the Human Factor is a documentary uh behind-the-scenes story of the United States' 30-year effort to secure peace in the Middle East. It is recounted from the unique perspective of the American mediators on the front lines. Spoilers. Doesn't happen. Uh, (laughs) So it's fiction. (laughs) Down the hall. Uh, What else we got, Jeff? Uh, We also have white people money. Uh, Billy is a basketball hustler who banks on black players underestimating his skills on the court. When he pulls one over on Sydney, his victim sees a lucrative opportunity and they become partners in the con game, plying their trades across the courts of LA. You honestly didn't think we'd see that one. What? (laughs) I've seen you on the jump. Yeah. What? What? You could have at least (laughs) changed it, uh, you know, uh, combined it with money train uh, that you would have had a good Woody uh, Wesley uh, combo there. It was either going to be that or uh, it was going to be uh, the cowboy way 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Money train the cowboy. I get mixed up. So the the real plot is that uh, Jeff Bezos' ex wife Mackenzie Scott uh, gives away fifteen billion dollars to fifteen winners. Are you serious? Done. They made That's a what, movie of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's getting? Is this going to be on Amazon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do they have to be Amazon Prime members? <laughs> Who's getting Bill Gates' money? His uh, his wife's money. That's going to be a I fun divorce. She's, she's walking away with like thirty five billion in a yes. post nup or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think she's going to suffer. No. What else we got, no. Jeff? Yeah, well, maybe she might do the same thing that uh, Mackenzie Bezos did and yeah. charity it up. Charity it up. What's going yeah, to happen to Bill and Melinda Gates' charity? Money, why not? Yeah, she could give $34 billion away and still have a billion. I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what else? Uh, you yeah, have the, the Paper Tigers. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, three kung fu prodigies have grown into washed-up middle-aged men, now one kick away from pulling their hamstrings. But when their master is murdered, they must juggle their dead-end jobs, dad duties, and old grudges to avenge his death. I'm amused by that. Who's in that? I think I want to see this. Um, let's see. We got Peter Adrian Sidarso, Yuji mm. Akamoto, Ron Yan. Yoshi Sudarso, Jay Sue Park. Should have had Jason read these names. Okay. What else we got? Uh, what else we got? Uh, we have here today. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Uh, let's see. When veteran comedy writer Charlie Burns meets New York street singer Emma Page. They form an unlikely yet hilarious and touching friendship that kicks the generation gap aside and redefines the meaning of love and trust. Oh, boy. Sharon Stone, Penn Badgley, Billy Crystal, Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Klein. Are you just making up people? (laughs) This is really a show, a film? Are you just making up people? No, all those people exist, Jason. No, I know they exist. No, Sharon Stone is a real actress. She's been in many, many films. Is she a real actress? Billy Crystal is a real comedian who's been in many, many films. City Slicker. So so this is like an old person sex comedy or something? I don't know if that's good for Um, When veteran comedy writer Charlie Burns meets New York street singer Emma Page. So it looks like two people meet each other. One's old, one's young. (laughs) They strike up a friendship, putting their age differences aside, mm-hmm. and they're learning how to love and trust each other. Oh, that's sweet. Based on the plot that has been so written. It's lost in translation? Except uh, older female, younger male. Why is Billy Crystal playing the younger male? That seems odd. Because uh, he, I think Billy Crystal can pull off... 22 to 85. I think he's that good of an actor. <laughs> Fucking Hollywood. He's got the range. He's got the range. Okay. Uh, what else we got, Bla- Brian, Jeff, whatever your name is? Wrath of Man. 
David is a Chicago weatherman who, despite success at his job, is deeply unhappy. Eclipsed by his father, Robert, played by Michael Caine, a celebrated author and licking his wounds after his marriage to Noreen collapses, David resolves to get his life in order by applying for a high-profile job on a New York City talk show. So yeah, that's go. the weatherman. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! So the yeah. Nicholas Cage at its best? Damn it! He <laughs> said Michael Caine. I had you. So the real plot is. You know what would have been funny if you actually used the way, if you're using Michael K, you might also use the uh, blame it on Rio plot. It would have no <laughs> That's too known. meaning whatsoever to Wrath of Man. <laughs> Good, Brian. Uh, let's see. So obviously, we didn't tell Jeff about the, the con. No. Since, since he broke it. No, he yeah, knew he, about he the con. He spilled the beans. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. What's the real plot? Uh, Wrath of Man follows H, a cold, mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles each week. Hmm. Okay. So that's a terrible description because, like, the actual trailer, I guess it's mm-hmm. Jason Statham. And oh. somebody kills kills his daughter, or kills somebody, <laughs> and he, uh, he, he's trying to figure out who kills them. I think. While well, yeah, that money. doesn't sound like the same plot that you just read. <laughs> no. So it's Jason Statham, uh, Josh Hartnett, Jeffrey Donovan from Burn Notice, Scott Eastwood, Andy Garcia. Josh Hartnett sighting. Oh, she's. Um. Yeah, remember when he did Hollywood Homicide? Uh. <laughs> I punched a shark. I punched a shark. I kicked it. I'll be back for the Meg, too. I'm Jason Statham. Wow. I thought you were doing Josh Hartnett. <laughs> I was in black and white. I fought vampires in Alaska. <laughs> Actually, Wrath of Man sounds like a Liam Neeson movie plot. Give me back my daughter. <laughs> Uh, what else you got here? Uh, uh, mainstream. Mainstream. This cautionary tale, three people struggle to preserve their identities as they form an eccentric love triangle within the fast-moving internet age. Okay. This has got Andrew Garfield, Maya Hawk. Um... Okay. No, Maya Hawk is in uh, Ethan Hawk's daughter. Ethan Hawk's daughter, yeah. Oh, Stranger yeah. Things. I was going to say mm-hmm. Tony Hawk, but no. Okay, Bra- Jeff, wrap it up. What do we got here? And we got the one you should have read the Weatherman for, the Waterman. I was going to read the Water Boy <laughs> for this one. You going to read Waterworld? <laughs> Good, Brian. A boy sets out on a quest to save his ill mother by searching for a mythic figure said to have magical healing powers. Sounds like an M. Night movie. It's got uh, um, Rosario Dawson, Maria Bello, Alfred Molina. I'm sold. Yep. David Yoloho. I'm in. Yeah, Maria Bello and Rosario Dawson in the same film. I don't know if I can handle it. Sounds better than Tenet already. Uh. That Neither of them are in Tenet. David Ilo was. <laughs> That's uh, why. David Ilo. 
Anyway, it's better already. Jeff, give me some pop. Uh, give me a top five uh, yes. music. Top five. This week is top five pop culture figures or anybody you would want as a guest on Hobie. So, well, got, now you're changing it to anybody. Yeah, I, I limited mine to pop culture. I got a lot of responses on this one that were not pop culture, so we shall see how this works. Pop <sighs> culture, if you go by the definition, it is anybody movie star, rock star, I, yeah, whatever. I, I wouldn't did. call a politician pop culture. I did. Yeah, I wouldn't call a politician pop yeah. culture. That's true. Unless they I were originally, in a movie, like Donald Trump, yeah, up until the too. point that a television star became president of the United States. Sure. <laughs> well, there was All a movie phase. star that became one. Yeah, Thirty that's years previous to that, two thousand twenty-eight. The Rock's going to be. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, num- I'll go first. Number five. So I did it differently. I did it based on who I would want you guys to get the chance to meet. Uh, that you guys. Oh, that's nice. Uh, number five for me. So, Brian, did you hear that? I did it based on who I want you guys to meet. So, I oh, okay. Not all of them. Some of them are mine, but most of them I wanted you three guys to meet. Uh, number five for me is my least favorite, but it's for Brian, Kevin James. Just Kevin James. Just so I can smack the shit out of him if he came in the studio. But then just so Brian can just, you know, hug all over him all day. So I I equate Brian in this scenario as Chris Farley uh, talking to, um, you know, that guy from the Beatles. So I'm figuring (laughs) um, mine escapes me now. Names escapes me. But anyway, so there you go. Mick Jagger. Paul McCartney escapes. That's it. (laughs) Paul McCartney. <laughs> I kept thinking Mick Jagger. Or it could have been Ringo Starr. Kept thinking Mick Jagger. I was like, that's not Mick Jagger. Anyways, it could have been Ringo Starr, but it wasn't Ringo Starr. It was Paul McCartney in that bit. So, uh, Brian, or Blake, what's your number five? See, this was this was actually pretty hard for me, too, believe it or not. Believe but it or not. I, there's a lot of people that I would like to like get on the show and mm-hmm. interview, but I know that they would probably be bad interviews because... Mm-hmm. I know, you know, because in the other part is, you know, so much about these people sometimes, whether it be different podcasts or you're listening to interviews or other things. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, you know, like, for example, I, you know, I just because I'm watching Kirby Enthusiasm again from the very beginning, I like Larry David, but he'd be a horrible interview. Yep. Because he wouldn't want to do it in the first place. So who would be your number yeah. five? Well, number five, of course, I have to start out with somebody that you would want to talk to. And that is, I'd have both these brothers on at the same time. It'd be Rick and Marty Lagina. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Rick and Marty Lagina. I thought he was saying Rick and Morty, so I don't well, who's know. Who's Rick and Marty? About. Rick and Marty Lagina. <laughs> you can say the name again, and I still won't know who they are. Oh, Rick and Marty. Yes. Yeah, those guys. The Brennamans? Rick and Marty Lagina. <laughs> Come on. You can ask them all about Buried Wood. Oh, from uh, Curse of Oak Island. Okay. Yes. Wait, the season finale of that tonight is tonight. Why are you even on? 
I'm recording it. <laughs> Jeff, help me from this. What's your number five? Get Blake out of here. What's your number uh, five? <laughs> my number five, I picked movie director Christopher Nolan. Ah. Oh, Mainly yeah. just so I can do the Chris Farley bit and say... Remember in Inception when they had that scene where the hallway was turning with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? That was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. That would be my entire interview with Christopher Nolan is two hours of me doing that. Okay. Or, well, I would let you guys chip in, too, as long as you did that with your – that was cool. That was awesome stuff. Uh, Brian, number five? Uh, number five for me would be AEW star, the Hollywood hunk, Ryan Nimeth. Oh, nice one. Very nice. But he don't do podcasts. He doesn't, he do, doesn't podcasts. do podcasts other than several podcasts that he's been on. Except for the ones he's done. <laughs> Except for when I ask him to come on, he says, I hate doing podcasts. Stop asking me. <laughs> What's your number four? And then why would you still want to have him on? Fuck that guy. No, he's hot stuff. Uh, number four for you, Brian. Uh, number four for me would be the founding members of Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. So we can ask them, how the did you fuck that up? <laughs> yes. Uh, number Among four, other things. Number four for you, Jeff. Number four for me, I am on for a very specific reason. Okay. Just so Jason would have to do his impersonation of him in front of him. Mm-hmm. Michael Caine. My honorable mention, Michael Caine. Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> two hours of you talking to Michael Caine, doing a Michael Caine impersonation. So there Michael, you go. When, uh, how much crack were, or how much blow were you on when you did Jaws 3? Or Jaws 4. I, I am going under the assumption that these people coming on have to finish the show. They can't just hang up halfway through. Correct. Or Correct. two minutes in. Uh, uh, Blake, what's your number four? My number four, I, uh, I've met him at Gen Con. I have his autograph. But uh, never been able to get a good conversation with him because of uh, how busy his booth is usually. And sometimes if he's not even there. But... Uh, the quintessential fantasy RPG art, I it comes from the late 80s and early 90s from the big four of TSR back in the day for Dungeons and Dragons. But my, my big one that I love is Larry Elmore. I mean, anytime that I think of a, a fantasy setting or a combat encounter as a DM setting things up or any of my characters that I make usually almost come from some kind of visualization based upon the art painting that larry elmore you know has done right the thing that really turned me off for like for example a lot of rpgs games is i'll take the first look at it and if the art is wrong i immediately hate it no matter how good it could be if the art is wrong i it's very hard for me to get excited and interested in it it was one of the things that pissed me off about pathfinder you know when you have you know human characters who's Hands are bigger than, you know, fists are bigger than their head, you know, and, and wielding swords that are three times their body size and all that kind of goofy-ass shit. Is Larry Elmore the guy that has the world take place on the back of a uh, turtle? No. No. Oh, okay. Okay. 
but he's a you know he's he's if you've seen he was one of the major contributors for the Dragonlance setting. So if you look at uh, like a lot of Dragonlance art, that's him, and it's all hand painted. He he and his uh, EJ Moore, you know his uh, other you know colleagues at TSR they used to hand paint these on easels, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know a lot of the computer a lot of art you see nowadays that they're doing for RPGs and. You know, all these it's all computer, you know, created art and you know, it, it you know, it doesn't look bad, trust me. I mean, some of that stuff looks really good, but if you you just get, you know, uh body configurations out of whack and this other goofy ass stuff, and I I can't tolerate it. Um, and it's, it's probably because I've got Larry you know, I've I've been spoiled by Larry Elmore's art. So I even I even bought his uh complete book of Larry Elmore's art. I got his Signature on the DD, you know, DVD for you know the you know the art of Dungeons and Dragons history and all that kind of fun stuff. So that was almost my number four, Brian, uh, Blake. Very, very. I close. knew it. I knew it because you know since you've been you know going in the Dungeons and Dragons and beating the Dungeons and the Dragon, you keep winning the games so often. Yeah, you've probably, I mean, you've after probably a while, it's like why even talk art. to the guy that made it so easy to win? I mean, Brian and I are like, oh my god. I mean, I'd only have <laughs> one question for him: Why is it so easy? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where are the ends? <laughs> uh, my number could, four. Could you try a little bit harder, please? <laughs> my number four. He's just the artist. He's not the game designer. Uh, my number four is for Jeff. Oh. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. So there you go. I did not put Michelle Pfeiffer on my list. Well, I did it for you. I did it for yeah. you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those. It's like. Um, might be best for this case. It's like it's best to not meet your heroes type thing. Two hours of you talking Greece and Greece fabulous, two and fabulous. Oh, sorry, and fabulous, yeah, Baker Baker Boys. Boys. fabulous Baker Boys and the and Coolio Batman. video. Oh, and and Batman Returns, right? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, we talk Batman Returns and Wolf and Wolf. We wouldn't talk Wolf. <laughs> Um, my number three is my pick for myself, the rock. I just want to talk to the rock. He seems like a fun guy. Uh, I think he would be a lot of fun. So and I could talk wrestling and movies with him. How did you fly that helicopter sideways in San Andreas? Did you need a lot of training for that? I <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you flew that like... helicopter sideways in San Andreas? <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Blake, number three for you. My number three is uh, similar to a, a director choice, but uh, this would be Spike Jones. Ah. Jones with his Jones with a Z. You know, he's yeah. uh, you. Everybody's probably very familiar with his with his work, and he's done a lot of good stuff. Other than you know, music videos and a lot of his. Uh, you know, he's Beastie Boys, he's done Ween, he's done MC, 900 Foot Jesus, R.E.M., Sonic Youth. Um, he's done movies, you know, like I, being John Malkovich. And and when I was, uh, I, the one question I would ask him is, you know, why why would he be a co-creator and executive producer of MTV's Jackass? Yes, yes. <laughs> given Given all the things... That he's done really well, like put together really cool music videos and some pretty interesting movies. <laughs> Why would you spawn a fucking jackass? I would like to see him in money. studio just because I'm taller than well, him. Money. I'm yeah. not taller than many people. 
That gets the yeah. money so you can do your pet projects. Uh, Jeff, what's your number yeah. three? My number three should come as no surprise. I would want Chris Pratt. Mm, abs. Oh, would you ask to see the abs? Damn straight. God, I'd yeah. Ask if I should lick the abs and the penis. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? What happened? What happened there? Sorry. Sorry. Whew. Got me Say all flustered. What? Flushed. Whew. Uh, Brian, what's your number three? <laughs> Uh, my number three would be uh, Edge Impact Weapons and Kali Martial <laughs> Artist Doug Markaita. Do you have a number two backup plan? <laughs> What's wrong with Doug Markaita? I don't know who this is. It just sounded bad. Forged in Fire. He's, he's one, one of the, of the judges, judges on Forged He's the fire. judge on Forged in oh, Fire. Oh, he can come on the show. He's 5'8". Oh. I would be the same height as him. So that's fine. Let's do that. I'm fine the one with that. who says it will it kill. Will kill. It would kill. Uh, I just saw that on his thing. Doug Marcota, uh, dot com. Markita. Whatever. Uh, Marcota, Markita. What's the difference? What's your number two? Uh, my number two would be Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Be just so you can talk about this comic book. There is a just, I mean, pretty much there isn't a lot that he hasn't done that I haven't enjoyed that from comedy to action and just all across the board. And he's a good I mean, human. And he's man. a good dude. So yeah. Dracula. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. That was better great, than but... Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> Not true. the worst Dracula film. <laughs> so uh, he's got far more good than he does bad. I yeah. think I would ask oh, about parenthood. A lot of it. I am. I love. So plus, you know, he's just across the board. A good a good person. So, uh, Jeff, number two for you. Uh, my number two, I'm going to pick Chris Jericho. Oh, the rock. I and am roll. a Jericho holic. Diatollah, a rock and roller. I like he it. He is by far the best wrestler ever to wrestle. No I, question about it. I thought about him. The he, best. He has his own. T- he has his own podcast, so I feel like I know everything that he could tell. Yeah, like most of the guests we have on here are podcast. I don't want to ask questions. I want to ask him questions that we ask each other. Oh, okay. I don't want to know about that. I want to know what his top five uh, guests would be, or his top five parking lots, <laughs> or who he thinks would win in a fight between Kong Godzilla and Amy. That's why I want to hear from these people. Sad gorilla. I, w- I would right. like to hear his Michael Caine impression. Yeah. Oh, he probably does a good one. Michael Caine. Got to be and, better than Jason's. Michael Caine. And Kane. I like Foz, so maybe he like play some music or sing for us. Blake, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is actually uh, another professional podcaster. He does hardcore history, and he also did a uh, – political podcast called common sense mm-hmm. you know where he was uh basically analyzing things as an independent yep. right but i love his hardcore histories he's a, a hard he's a history fan that goes out and researches topics and then does 12 hours of podcasting about it but he'll he'll pick a topic for example like uh the roman empire uh transition to uh you know to you know, emperorships, you know, imperial Rome, mm-hmm. right? And so he'll look at the whole thing, where like you know, the battles between and the 
positioning like Caesar and Pompey and, and all that kind of stuff. And he'll literally like give you 12 hours, you know, basically breaking into like, you know, three or three or four, three hour episodes over like a year and a half. And I think that's the best part about it. It's just the, the fact that he's a history enthusiast. He reads tons of books on the subjects and then, you know, we'll read you excerpts that he has it and he, and he puts it together in a kind of like a common man uh, explanation of things. And I mean, he's gone through the past several years and just hit topics that are really good and, and fun to listen to. And uh, if you got like good long drives for like a three or four hour trip, which I used to do when I was doing, you know, my, uh, re- you know, reserve duties when I mm-hmm. had to go places, I just, you know, listen to them for three, four hours and, and, uh, have a, have an interesting ride. Do you think you would feel competition coming on a history podcast? Well, I think you would be first to be, uh, intrigued that we're not really a history podcast. That's how we can get them to come. Reach out to those guys. Say, Hey, the history of bad ideas. And he'd be like, Oh, this is great. And we can have, we'll ask him for his top five, bad ideas in history and we can trick them and little will he know what he's in for i got one question yeah does he have a name oh dan carlin (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting you you could have left that go and move on to the next number two for jason or whatever and be like what the hell is blake talking about I, I was just letting it go, bro, Jeff. Oh man, yeah, I'm sorry, Dan. Dan Carlin with a C, you know. So he's finishing up World War II, but what's great about it is, is not a lot of people understand the Japanese side of World War II, right? And you know, probably one of his other great, epi- you know, uh, series that he did was, you know, the Ghost of the Eastern Front. You know, because we're here in America, we're, we're so, uh, you know, Western uh, theater oriented in our World War II history. We really don't know as much about, you know, you know, the Germans and the Russian side. You know, the scale of their battles compared to what we had on the Western Front mm-hmm. is, are, is, you know, is completely different. I mean, it is amazing. So you listen to a lot of uh, a lot of this stuff, and, and he does like to take, you know, excerpts from actual soldiers that were there at the battle and read their descriptions and, and things. And he actually also sponsored a, a moving tour of uh, trying to. Uh, recreate actual World War One battle sounds so that people can experience the like the the horror of of what actual combat is you know at that time because you know one of the things he likes to try and do is talk about you know uh, the the experiences of the common man on the battlefield and he he brings that up in almost every episode that he's in or every series that he focuses on whether it's the uh, Romans and the Carthaginians. You know, back in the day, you're you're just a farmer guy. Here's your sword. Here's your shield, and uh, you know, and you're standing next to your brother or your uncle and your father, and you're fighting in hand-to-hand combat, and literally chopping and stabbing and gutting other human beings. You know, and how you know horrific that actually is. And and he talks about it. You know, kind of interesting when you go back into the biblical things of like. Uh, you know, when they were going back and, and conquering, you know, their promised land, how they those uh, warriors would have to go after big battles would have to go and remove themselves from the tribe for five days, essentially, actually, essentially getting over their PTSD, yeah. you know, more or less or coping back. And, and 
so yeah, and, and so like his big thing he's doing now is World War II from the Japanese perspective, and a lot of uh, how it is how the Japanese started being imperial. I mean, here is a a country that wants to be modern and accepted on on the Western European stage as an equal, and they're an ally in World War One, and they become one of the prota- antagonists of World mm-hmm. War Two and how that happens, you know, and and how they view themselves as compared to how they were basically shit upon in the League of Nations and other things. And, and basically just turned out to be like a big fuck you to everybody. And, and then they started doing their imperial uh, invasions, you know, horrible things, you know, Korea, China, Manchuria. And then, you know, how kind of like the Western powers really didn't give a shit until you started uh, encroaching on their colonial territories, you know, so. Blake. But yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. I mean, I listened to him too. I, he takes, and he kind of like, takes things in history and almost kind of like relates them to things that are happening in modern day. And, you know, to try and tie that parallelism, you know, why, why you should know about history. Blake, after that, he should come on our show. You should just play (laughs) that for him. (laughs) There you go. I just gave you a promo (laughs) here. There you go. Thanks. I'll record it, cut it, send it to me. Here you go. Uh, my number two is actually. So that was a long number two. I'm I'm sorry. I, I took up a lot of space. So I'm really excited about the guy. So, uh, my number two is for you too, uh, uh, Blake. Awesome, Michael Stipe. Oh, I thought you're. <laughs> I just want to know the story. You want to get his side? <laughs> yes, of the story of when you almost he almost took you home or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Back in 1993, you were in the Globe. Do you remember well, let's me? Let us describe what you were wearing. <laughs> do you remember me? Do you, do you remember me? <laughs> First question. Do you remember me? First question. Do you, you, know, you remember me? Uh, it was num- back when you had hair. And, and my number one is because he sings and dances and he's so damn good looking. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hugh Jackman, baby. God, I would spend two hours oh. just talking about the greatest show on earth. Uh, I thought you were talking about the frog from uh, Warner Brothers. No, 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 no. I guess it wouldn't be The Greatest Show on Earth. That was a bad film. Uh, The Greatest Showman. That was The Greatest Showman. Yes. It was not good. Stop it. It was bad. It's not great, but I love it. I tried to like it, but I I couldn't. But Hugh Jackman, yes. I knew that was going to be your number one. Or I uh, anticipated it anyway. Blake, try to do in 10 seconds or less. What's your number one? (laughs) That's going to be so hard. What is it? That's What's what she said. <laughs> All right. So I was freshman year of college, <laughs> I sat down at a table, and there was one of those little table tent things that said, P.J. O'Rourke, author of Holidays in Hell. And I read the description about it, you know, Rolling Stone writer, da 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 I'm like, you know what? It's uh, free, so <laughs> that's key for me to going to something in college. And uh, it was great. He's uh, it turns out, you know, he's from Ohio. He's from my alma mater. And uh, that's that was my first introduction to him uh, back in the day was his, uh, you know, touring, uh, touring lecture series about his experiences in holidays in hell. And uh, since then, I have been a big uh, follower and I have many of his books over the years. He's a political comedy uh, satirist. And um, some of his best works, I think another one of his best works is uh, one of his earlier books, which was called well, he's Parliament, uh, Parliament of Whores, 
as in W H O R E S. And essentially that's when he went back and he looked at the, uh, U S uh, elections with between, uh, Bush and, uh, was it Dukakis? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of the things that he talked about what's what's wrong with our political system still wrong today, you know, but, uh, well, nothing's changed. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing's, nothing's changed, you know? So he's, you know, he's, he's got work, you know, starting back national lampoon, uh, you know, um, you know, Rolling Stone, his time at uh, Rolling Stone, lots of books, you know, he's, he's now writing, uh, for several of the major publications and, you know, you know, including he, he went for uh, he's now on Cracked magazine, right? Is that what he's writing for now? Did he? Yeah, change? he's moved on to Cracked magazine. Okay, yeah. just you know, he's stepping up in the world. <laughs> that doesn't even exist anymore. What the website? Yeah, <laughs> the magazine. Yeah, he's, he's, doesn't. He's the website is a shell of what it used, used to, be. to be. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Cracked is I, now I, nothing but top five stuff. So. <laughs> I think uh, I, th- I think Blake misread the 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 top five list. It said guests for Hobie, not guests for uh, soapbox. <laughs> no, I, I think it'd be great. You, you want I, that's for the for the podcast. He's, you know, he's a funny guy. Yeah, but you want to you want to talk about politics and history, so that should be over on soapbox. No, or. He's, he, he, he does have a book. He does it. have a book out. You could talk to him about. It's called The Bachelor Home Companion. <laughs> it's, it's kind of his take of living as a bachelor. It's kind of a spoof on the Prairie Home Prairie uh, what, uh, Companion or whatever. <laughs> Jeff, help me. What's your number two? <laughs> number uh, I'll number be one. quick. My number one is Rosario Dawson. Mm. There you go. Just so you could paint Start her singing ABC to her. And we'll, we'll just play ABC in the background. Yeah. See how long it takes to dance. Easy so. as one, two, three. Jiggle, jiggle. Uh, Brian, what's your number one? Wake up over there, Brian. Sorry. Uh, number one, no surprise to anyone, Sylvester Stallone. Yo, are you in? Just so you could talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes. And uh, and uh, playing Rambo in the new Mortal Kombat, playing as Rambo. Ooh! They, they offered it to me. I said I didn't know they Stop could it. do that on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It's a pretty impressive machine. Uh, yo, may the force so be with bad. you. So bad. Um, hey, 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 look at me, hey. I'm a hobby. I'm not in the next Rocky film. Hey. I'm not in it. Gotta talk to that hey, casting director. You guys director. are pretty big time. Hey, you guys are pretty big time here. Hey, look at you. You got an intern and everything. Hey. You know, I was pretty big time when I made the film Oscar. Uh, hey, who is hey. <laughs> hey. Big Dev. We had some listener feedback. Uh, Let's do, are we going to do some honorable mentions or are we going to do them after the f- listener feedback? If you can do it in 10 seconds without descriptions, go. <laughs> go. Taika Waititi. That's a good one. Warren Spector. Uh. Ed Greenwood. Larry David. Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, Seinfeld. Julia Louise Dreyfus. John Favreau. Peter Jackson. And Kate Curry. Okay. Uh, anyone else, real quick? I had Dave Grohl and Natalie Dormer. 
Okay. I also had Dave Grohl. Uh, Dan Rather. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. I would like. I would. Yeah. I could. I could talk to Dan for a while. It would be great uh, to have Dan Rather on, just so I can ask him what's the frequency, Kenneth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ask uh, him if he's really from Canada. Let's see. Anyone else? Joe Burrow. I think <laughs> I would like to have Joe Burrow on. What does it feel like to have no offensive ball? line protect you? Sorry. All right, I'm done. Yeah. You got great receivers to throw to. Too bad you can't because you're on the ground. Big Dev. Every damn play. Big Dev had uh, picks for us for us to be on Hobie. Mitch McConnell. Oh, just <laughs> oh, God. Boris Johnson. Hey, he is Kentucky. Yep. We could probably get him. Boris Johnson. Kim Jong Un. No. Vladimir Putin. And Donald Trump. Oh, God. Oh, Here's my Joe God. Brian. Doug got one for you. No wonder he's your that dad. That is down the hall. Podcast. Stallone. Yes, Stallone. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Hey, it's me. Uh, Remy LaCroix. Oh, oh we need Remy LaCroix. Bill Cosby. You put the pudding in. You put the pills in the pudding and she goes to sleep. <laughs> you put the hypno in the pudding. Pop. I'm innocent. <laughs> Call me daddy. Uh, number one, Michael Caine. Oh, wait, I've already heard each of these people on the show already. <laughs> Dr. Huskable, can I get my prescription filled again, please? Brian Owl, owl supports Dr. Owl. Number One's list. Number owl. five, Chiwetu Ejiofor. <laughs> Chiwetelogiofor. Thank you. <laughs> Mia Waskowski. Waskowska. Close uh, enough. I, I can't pronounce her last name. Kavazani Wallace. Uh, Donatus Monte Junas from the NBA. Oh, oh, I don't know who that is. And number one, Adawa Akinu Asabe. I was nice Triple and didn't a. use. <laughs> P.S. I was nice and didn't use Chartoukri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't pronounce Adawa's name either. I just call him Triple A. Uh, Brian Al says, This is my list too, just to have Jason reread it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Kevin at Cincy Explorer had Mike Brown, uh, Elizabeth Olson, Maurice Joseph, Michael White Jr. Uh, also known as Michael Kane. Michael Kane. Michael Kane. Colin, uh, Colin Coward, just for Brian. So you could call him a stupid idiot. <laughs> idiot moron. And it would be two hours of calling him a stupid idiot moron. That that might be ba- not bad. You can't ban me from my own show, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin James. Randall at RJ Holt 666. He's not evil. He's just handled that way. Had Hunter McAllister. Uh-huh. I am Hunter McAllister. Here is Damn my it, Randall. Remy LaCroix. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give me my... That's not his very... <laughs> that was the same voice. <laughs> Number three. Oh, dust. Number two, Patrick Wally, who ate Wait, a lot of cheese conies. What? No. What? What? No. No. No, that's not him. He's a gamer geek. No, that, yeah, that Pat, Patrick that's, is from uh, yep. uh, uh, 14, 40 going on 14. Yes, I just realized that. I was like, wait a minute, that's not the Coney guy. That's not the Coney guy. Patrick from 40 going on 14. And number one, Peacock from Stork's, uh, Stork's Wife. Uh, Honorable mention, Amy. 
That Bigfoot guy. <laughs> no, he's not a Bigfoot guy, man. By Amy, I'm assuming he met the gorilla from Congo. Yes, and Scab Randall. Oh, I, I was talking about our podcast partner. No, he's talking about the gorilla from Congo. Uh, Patrick did say, invite me. I'm very easy to come on the show. Uh, and there he said, and Randall has said, have you heard Jason's gold dust? It's amazing. <sighs> I do. Brian Ow also had Stephen Izzy from Everything I Learned from Movies. They haven't been on. I've never heard them. Kevin James, Kevin Smith, Mark Hamill, and Michael Caine. So there you go. So Michael Caine. Michael Caine's very popular. We need to get him on. Yep. Why? He's already on. Yeah, it'd be nice to get some of these other podcasters back on, like, uh, you know, get uh, Nickel and uh, Michael and Heno and Dev. Yeah, we never had Dev on as a guest before, have we? Yeah. You have a computer. We had him one time, like five years ago. Yeah, we haven't had, uh, I don't think we ever got Heno or uh, Michael on yet, so. Yeah. Brian, I'm sorry for any issues. Give me a hug, buddy. Come on. Let's hug it out. Hug it out. Hug it out. We cannot be mad at each other on May the 4th. I'm not mad about anything, and I'm not going to hug it out. This is an honorage. Fine. <laughs> uh, bad idea of the week, number 612, People's Choice Awards. So there you go. Uh, I agree. Titles for the show. I agree. Titles for the show. Uh, I had Charity It Up, uh, Flying a Helicopter Sideways. Um, where is it? Uh, shoot. An Educated Gorilla. And other than the Jetsons. Anything other than the Jetsons. So there you go. I had, like, the aqueducts. Oh. Top five parking lots. <laughs> uh, echelons of greatness. <laughs> How do you not get murdered every hour? <laughs> Why is it so easy? The gorilla from Congo. And this isn't Entourage. Brian? Uh, people love the donut liquor. Uh, does that guy have a name? Um, <laughs> does he have a name? <laughs> what do I, I thought I wrote more than that down. I guess I didn't. I like the donut Josh liquor. Josh has no butthole. I mean, he still doesn't. <laughs> I, mean, I like the donut liquor. I like the donut liquor. People love the donut liquor. People love the donut liquor. I can't explain why, but they love the donut liquor. Change your brew. Gota says. Randall says goodbye. Damn it, Randall. I blame you. Goodbye. You are listening to a hobby.